Just feel it, Pat. I'll tell you I'm vibing. I feel pretty good down in my loins. In your plums. Hey, way down there. Way down the plums. That voice you hear is Pat McAfee. Pat, that sound you hear, one of our amazing homies, Rod Simba, the listeners, made this song. Got in the studio, got some instruments, made it. Hey, shout out to Rod Simba being shout that big of a Rod fan. Simba. He said, you know what? Left, fucking man. Lefko could use some sensual beats to kick off the show, and here we are, just vibing to some sensual beats from old Cuzzy. Pat McAfee... He's just off a bus, fresh off a bus, going cross-country on your way to WrestleMania. Road WrestleMania. How do you feel? I feel okay. I think I was built for life on the road. Oh, you would have been you, know, you would have been like the best roadie or rock star, whichever you would have portrayed. I was a punter. Put me behind the drums or the triangle. <laughs> but the uh, the road is that my dad was a truck driver. Wow. So whenever I was a teenager, or like early teen or maybe like right before there i i've driven like an 18 wheeler whenever i did not have a license so i can float them gears a little bit and i got a chance to do that with this rv i felt pretty good driving through the cities baltimore dc we're doing a thing we had how a much of part of your childhood did you think you were going to drive trucks i mean it, it was definitely a viable option all the way up until bill polian drafted me i mean that was definitely a fallback plan because my go- dad did refrigeration and air conditioning and i thought every kid when they grew up got a van and they had to wash their hands with that orange fucking soap like i thought that was just part of life and then I was like, oh, I could just talk, and this could be my life. Okay, I still cool. think you should wash your hands with that orange soap, though. I mean, that thing really gets the job done. Fucking and I walked to the scrub. toilets in here in Bleacher Report. You should get some of that orange soap around everywhere. Somebody just, I mean, somebody plowed through one of them toilets over here. But Bleacher Report's a nice place. This is incredible. Thanks for you having me. You dig it. I love it here. It's almost Honestly. as good as your indie compound. I mean, we have a, we have a much larger basketball court than you guys you do. You do. You guys, it seems like you guys got like a gimmick court here just so you can shoot some stuff if you have to shoot some stuff. Sounds good. Our court gets used on a very regular basis. I mean, it's basically the epicenter of our office. That's that in like probably 10 to 20 million dollars more worth of tech here right. is really the big difference between Huge, our yeah, little things, but it works out. <laughs> this Wait, place is incredible. So, what I'm though amazed by you is I'm I'm getting ready to host the match and I'm talking to someone that's like high ranking. They're like, you know, we're looking for like some some Pat McAfee types to come and get more attention. And I go, what do you mean by Pat McAfee types? They're like, you know, like he's kind of like his own media company and like people care about what he says. And I go, there ain't other motherfuckers that are doing this guy. <laughs> like that's what's so crazy about your situation is. Uh, we all saw the path, the early retirement with the barstool announcement, and you kind of built it up in the heartland, and we saw the interns coming in, and now it's just fucking you, and it's got to feel freeing and also crazy at the same time. Yeah, we have no idea what's going on. I was very lucky that Barstool kind of took me in and taught me the the business of the internet right out of, because when I retired, I had like a pseudo agent. Okay, I'd think about retiring like two years before I retired. I was fed up with it. I was just done with it. I was, I was done with the NFL routine. I didn't yeah. love going to work, right? And I watched my dad go to work for a long time, and my dad didn't enjoy it. I was like, if I ever get to the point where I hate going to work, I'm going to change it, right? So I made enough money with the NFL. I got a chance to take care of my family, got a chance to take care of my friends, got everybody out of debt, hit the reset button, let's go. Now we just yeah. got to keep the lights on. Let's enjoy this life. So I thought about retiring a couple years in advance, and then Chuck Pagano talked me into it on a US. Trip. He's like, let's. We went to Japan. We're 17 hours within six inches of each other. Wow. So we had a lot of conversations. Right. The lights on in my office, Pat. Listen, yeah. listen, Pat. You can't just retire right now. We still got a couple more years to do this thing, don't we? Maybe another Super Bowl. Maybe another Pro Bowl. What do you say? Let's do 
it. And now and we he's have, a cool guy. Cool guy. Yeah. And now we had 16 and a half more hours to go. So, I mean, it was <laughs> it was a long flight to Japan. He talked me into coming back a couple times. It was just, it was one of those things where I was, uh, I didn't enjoy working where I was working anymore. So I had like this pseudo agent, a guy that was kind of connected to me. I didn't have an agent before that. And uh, he was a TV guy. And I sent him a text. I'm like, hey, I got your number from a couple people. They said you're a good connect, a good plug, you know. He's like, that's very nice of them. What can I help you with? I was like, uh, <laughs> well, my name's Pat McAfee. Uh, I, I punt balls for a living. So when the offense fails, I come out and do my thing. Yeah. Uh, not very much loved at the home stadium because it means our offense turn the ball over. Away games, though, I get a big pop. Like, people love when I come on the field. You know, <laughs> I do pretty good on the internet. I was wondering, do, if I was to retire after this season... I'm going to make the Pro Bowl. If I make another Pro Bowl, I'll be like two-time Pro Bowler, you know, have a pretty good little following on the internet. I understand my job, my position isn't a very important one. Yeah, but you were self-aware, really. Yeah, I, I understood. I was like, but I, I do pretty good on the internet, and you put me on a microphone, I'm pretty good. I was like, do you think any TV networks would want to just bring me in or have me do anything? He was like, oh, let me check. I'll get back to you. He sent me a text back. 22 minutes later and said there is zero interest from any TV network. Wow. Zero interest. Like he it, it was a, I thought it was like maybe you'll sleep on it like hey I got <laughs> I got to reach out to some people. He didn't even have a snack. No, it was like he sent out like maybe a group text to all the networks. It seemed like he had them just on a group text. One person said no. He said okay, I'll get back to Pat. Yeah, so yeah. you know, I think they all probably were just like nope, nope, nope. What the fuck's a Pat McAfee? I nope, all right? So I didn't really know what I was going to do. I was going to start my own app. I was going to start my own app in Indy because I had a nice following in Indy. Yeah. I did a couple stand-up comedy tours, sold a lot of tickets, uh, did a lot of good stuff, right? We sold like 10,000 tickets for a stand-up comedy tour in 36 minutes or something like that. That's wild. Yeah. I rented out the theaters. I sold the tickets myself. It was So just... the whole time, are you like, I know there's something here. Yeah, there was a, I was like making the... a lot of money doing those things. So I was like, you know what? I hit the reset button for everybody. I'm not enjoying punting balls on fourth downs anymore. I'm not enjoying it. And I just wanted to see if there was a way, because I didn't want to be dumbass and give up all the money, right? I, I come from a working class family. Right. Money's a big deal for freedom. It doesn't bring you happiness, but it nope. does bring a lot of freedom. For sure. So I was going to start building my own app with a guy named Tom McComas, who was a 21-year state police officer. He uh, owned a stand-up comedy club, was a stand-up comedian. And he was like, fuck it, I'll join you. I, I'm not enjoying going to work anymore either. So he retired I retired we're gonna start our own app and then Portnoy called me and was like hey we just want to help kind of facilitate everything you're doing teach you the ropes I was like my man thank you so yeah. I I still got to run my own thing in Indianapolis with Barstow Heartland still got to watch how the business works and it I kind of felt like how Lebetard is with ESPN or how like part in the interruption is with ESPN where it's like this offshoot where you're like you're under the umbrella but you're an independent entity. It felt clean. Yeah, well, it, yeah. it was a very nice. Set. I didn't want to leave Indy because I love Indianapolis. I got a good network out there. I mean, I I love my I love Indianapolis. I. Very you met your fiance. Yeah, yeah. Got all wiped up. Thank you, man. Forever's a long time. Yeah, uh, long time. It's a long time. It was a good decision, though. It was a good decision. Uh, no, I'm joking. She's going to hear this, and I'm going to get fought at the house. But uh, So Dave just wanted to facilitate everything. I got a chance to learn a lot from them, and it just came time where me being 700 miles away was difficult, so we went kind of solo dolo, yeah. and it's just me and my boys now just creating stuff on the internet, having a good time, but it's... Um, it has not slowed down for a second. No, yeah, we keep it going, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of an antsy person, so I want everything. Like, like the other day I woke up. This is how dumb our office is. The other day I woke up. I went in there. The boys are there shooting hoops i'm like yo i want to rent a movie today 
So we literally just grabbed some vitamins. We sat in a circle in the middle of the basketball court. Vitamins are daddy cigars to our to my homies. Yeah, yeah. It's we old, call them daddy cigars. Old Rob, because he had made the beats. He's probably on a lot of vitamins, I assume. He's from, chilling. From listening to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we and we wrote a movie. So we'll probably film a movie. And it's just like every day I, I get to wake up, go to work with my friends, and just kind of figure out what we're going to do to scheme, make some more money. And yeah, have how did you find all these guys that you brought here today? So the top- He came with a crew. Yeah, came man. with like five dudes. We came fresh out of the RV, bro. The Roadhawks is what we're calling ourselves. Did the door open and there's just billowing smoke coming out? <laughs> like, that's how I wish. Uh, I wish. You got to be smart, though. Like, I work with the WWE, so I can't be getting arrested on the road to WrestleMania. Correct. You know what I mean? I think that's good for their brand. Uh, I know it's probably good for mine. I don't know about theirs. <laughs> so I'm trying to be respectful. But yeah, I got a guy from Boston. He's very loud. He just makes content. He came in as an intern whenever we first started this sure. whole thing. I got a guy from Michigan who's very handsome. Uh, he took a trip to Miami uh, like a month and a half ago. He's become a whole new guy. He's my editor. He's my right-hand guy. Evan Foxy. He's with yeah. me everywhere I go. I got a friend from back home, big Italian guy, Nick. He re- he quit his job the same night I retired and said, like, I'll join him, man. He's been my friend since like high school. Wow. We got a couple other people. Yeah, man, we got this guy I'm- sensing a trend it's a bunch of dudes that got fed up with bullshit and said let's just do our own stuff we got a guy named zito now this dude was building telephone poles in uh, chicago and once you meet him you can quickly realize that the telephone pole system in chicago is probably pretty fucked because he is one of the most electric humans of all time uh and we got a guy from iowa who got accepted to harvard and decided not to go uh, he went to Iowa instead. He edits my uh, all of the audio. It's like stuff. you living in Indy when all these TV people are like New York, L.A., Miami. <laughs> yeah. and you're like Indianapolis. And well, what I'm thinking is on the internet, clicks are clicks, man. If, if somebody wants to find you, they'll find you no matter where you're at. Hundred percent. And I love your studio here. This studio it. is incredible. If every studio in New York or L.A. looked like this, oh, this I, is insane. I'd be very tempted to travel to one of the larger cities, but, I mean, Indy, we got a nice thing set up. It's nowhere near this nice, but not a lot of places are, is what I'm learning. Before we, I bring in, I have some uh, stuff that I want to go to. Let's go. What do you, how do you think you see the internet that other people don't see it that gives you an advantage? Um, I just think, so I'm very lucky that I, I have a very basic palette, Okay. So if I like something, there's probably a good chance that a lot of people do. I'm just a basic-ass motherfucker when it comes down to it. If I think a drink is good, there's probably a good chance a lot of people are going to think it's good. Mm. If I think some food is good, there's probably a good chance a lot of people are going to think I'm a very basic dude. And I was very self-aware from a very long time. Like, yo, I'm the most average dude ever. You're not swishing the wine on the table exactly. and acting like you can smith exactly. like the berries. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm a pretty relatable human. I think whenever I got into the NFL and I got arrested, obviously, October 20, 2010, Twitter became my means to like let people know, like, yeah, I obviously was very intoxicated, but I'm not a full-blown idiot. And I think it became just like a community of people that are like, if we had a friend or a brother in the NFL, we would think it would be this guy because he's a moron. He's yeah. average. He just so happens to have a rocket launcher as a right leg. And that was that's kind of what it is. And I think I think I'm not scared to say some things that most people are thinking. Yeah, I don't ever want to be controversial because I like to sleep at night, you know, but I'm not scared. to. I'm very confident in my opinions because I've come to realize that a lot of people probably agree with them. And there is a difference. Speaking your mind and not saying controversial things is possible. Yeah, it is. I don't like Some it. people feel like they need to go for the moon. Hey, time. listen to this. I, I thought about doing this. Uh, we, we had some uh, daddy cigars and started talking about Thank this. Thank you. I want to do a documentary where it would be a rough couple months, but I get a chance to go on a lot of shows nowadays, right? Because, you do. Because I got an agent. 
and also because nobody has hired me full time, so I'm allowed to go wherever I want. Right? So just for for my own brain, you have your own podcast. Yeah, pimp it out. Pat, Pat Mackey Show, show. 2.0. It's average. I mean, it's good. It's average though. Okay, you're doing stuff with the WWE. Oh yeah. What else you got going? Like you're doing like a million things. No, I mean Heartland Radio 2.0 right. is another show that comes out of our office. You know, we're becoming a little empire out there. Just small business trying to do big things. Don't worry about them. And indeed, they're just going to come up and slash your throat when you're sleeping. <laughs> That's how I feel. About no, you guys. we'll hug you guys. But um, we're going to do a stand-up comedy tour. We nice. got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. we're just trying to cook as much as possible. Just cook. trying to cook. Cook. Just trying to have a good time. But I don't like. We're going to make a documentary though, where. We openly decide that I'm just going to start sawing people down, like become a hot take machine so that I would get a look from like ESPN or like from Fox or from Bleach Report, just become like a, or one of these bigger entities. But it would be hard for me to sleep at night for those two months. Like if I just came out and started sawing people down, I would get a, this was I'd, my idea. When I'd get Sims a national left, show in a week. I would get a national show in probably two weeks. If when I Sims left, I joked, I was like, what if I change my name to Rightco? And I'm always right. And I'm just anybody. I just go, what's the biggest take Do of the it. day? I'm going the opposite. That's and, what. That's, and those humans make right, a, so lot we, we a, lot a lot of money in this business. A lot of money in this business. I'm realizing because I have agents uh, now. It's a very interesting s- scene when I walk into those places. A lot of suits, obviously. It's not really my thing. bunch of yuppies everywhere. But uh, they're kind of like introducing me to people, you know? And all these dum-dums that I'm talking to are these things. Like, I... They did. They don't get it. They don't get what I am. They don't understand yeah. it. And then I watch the people that they hire, and these people can't even like do anything that they're being hired for. And no. I'm like, you dumb dumbs, man. Yeah. You're a bunch of dumb dumbs. So it's inspiring, by the way, when you see dumb people succeed. You're you're a lot like. So I've been able to hang out with Barkley a lot lately, and just like going down to Turner and work. Terrible. Terrible. He's the greatest. Hey, hey, Pat. I don't know what you're doing, Pat. <laughs> but he. He's amazing because he is who he is, and everyone's just had to adapt. And that's what I see. Like, you're going to walk in sleeves off, and you go, everyone that was in that room will never think that I'm showing up in a suit with my hair combed back, ready to do the news. I don't have to worry about that. Ever. But a lot of people, I just want to be in that room. I'll do whatever it takes. And that's a suffocating life. Well, I mean. That's why you you, you quit. Well, when when I retired, I turned down a very large check. Right, a very large check. And it just got to the point where I was like, man, I don't enjoy doing this. And there was a couple of times where I had to go glad hand some people, you know, at some of these networks. Oh, and they yeah. were like, you got to put a suit on or whatever. And I put a suit on. And I like, I almost started like attacking myself. You know, I was almost like, yo, like, do you not have any soul, bro? You're going to go try to sell out for these people. And it turns out it didn't work anyways. I should have walked in there with some jorts on and just told them exactly how I felt. I mean, I think that's like, I, I'm not saying to the homies that that's how you should approach job interviews. But like, if you fake it when you first meet your boss, you're going to have to fake it the rest of your time. You're there. catfishing. Yes. You're catfishing them. You're, and you're, you're stuck. Yeah. So I am very much a, I am me all the time. And it's, uh, I'm very lucky to do so. All right. So I have six things for you that I find fun. I don't like to lead the show when someone cools on. I just want you to tell us where we're going. Oh, so Mr. I got, Reiko. So I got one, two, three, four, five, and six. They're all different topics and different things. Don't try and look through. Just How many one. are we doing? There's literally six there. Are we doing all six? All six. Oh, just we'll start with one then. Okay. Number one. I'll let you read it. I don't remember what I put in there. Um. <clears throat> Yes. Tom Dempsey's foot. Okay. I have been amazed All right. about Tom Dempsey 
for my entire life. All right. For people that do not know, Tom Dempsey <laughs> was a kicker that had, for a long time, the longest kick in the history of the NFL, 63, 63 yards. It was later passed by Matt Prater, tied a few times, David Akers, Jason Elam, I yep. think, had it. He was born with no fingers on one hand and no toes on the other. And I have always been amazed at this swinging club. And I just want to know from your perspective, like, why is this not talked about more? Like, this thing is crazy. Well, it's because he's a kicker or a punter, man. That's just the way it goes. I mean, you bigwigs at these big networks just... Quarterbacks f- only. That's it. I mean, Sims is just... Sims goes wherever he wants, and he was, what, a fourth-string quarterback for a while. <laughs> I mean, that's because he was a quarterback. I mean, it's... Tom Dempsey is an OG in the uh, for the brand, you know? OG Super for, the, for brand. the brand. It's one of those things where you see those videos on the internet where a kid's got one arm or something, but he's a pitcher in baseball because his entire life he was told that he can't do it. Yeah. I'm assuming Tom Dempsey was said, told, like, okay, here's the deal. You can't do anything with your feet. Have you looked at pictures of it? Oh, yeah, with the boot. He had the boot, too. Dude. They made him a special boot that some people would argue that there was potentially a little... Uh, unfair. A little home cooking so in the front of it. So here's what Tom Dempsey replied when people said it was unfair. Unfair, eh? How about you try... And I guess he's Canadian. How about you try <laughs> kicking a 63-yard field goal to win it with two seconds left, and you're wearing a square shoe? Oh, yeah, and you don't have toes. The amount... Of, wait, that's that's what he responded to. Now, sports science looked into it and found that the, the shoe had no advantage that it actually might be a disadvantage because it's just a flat surface. Oh, yeah, that sports science guy is always spot on. Jen Brinkus, sports science. He's, he compared Dwight Freeney's spin move to that of a figure skater, an Olympic figure skater. And Dwight Freeney's a guy you don't, like, make fun of a lot, you know? But we're all looking forward to Dwight Freeney's sports science, right? Yeah. It was a night. It came out on a Saturday night, so Sunday morning was, like, breakfast before a game. And everyone, we were all like, yo, Freeney's sports science coming out tonight, coming out tonight. It's going to be a freaky spin move. And then the next morning, like, the way that guy described uh, the dominance of Dwight Freeney was just, like, some of the most ridiculous metaphors of all time. And Freeney the next morning. Gallivanting around the field. Like a... Olympic figure skater or something like that. Ballerinas and figure yeah. skaters. So the next morning, uh, uh, like we all walked in, and I was a little bit too young, so I could have really just started talking. But all Freddy was like, was like, don't even want to talk about it. Don't even want to talk about it. Like, let's just, guys, let's just move on from the sports science thing. Uh, so I'm not the biggest fan of that guy, but yeah, I don't, to kick a ball 63 yards, you have to have some real explosion. Like, that's real work. That Not everybody can do that. And I didn't know this. In 77, they started the Tom Dempsey rule that if you have something wrong with your foot, it still has to be shaped like a, sh- a foot. So you ca- we can't even do the boot anymore. What if they would have put a plow... Right. Like a plow right there on the front, like it's in the front he, of a truck. Instead of Vinatieri picking up the snow, he's just plowing <laughs> out the fucking snow. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Dempsey fan. I was gonna, I'm just curious from like the kicking, you know the physics, not having toes seems crazy to me. I'm not sure how much the toes help. I, you, they tell you to point your toes, so I guess that is a, a massive part of it. But the, the opposable thumb, right, is pretty massive for the human. So I'd right. assume that the big toe also does some work in the kicking world. Nice. Shout out Tom Dempsey, though, overcoming some adversity to become a G. All the time. Which number are we going with next? Four, Vinatieri, all-time leading scorer. You love that man I, so much. I mean, I held his balls a long time. He's a good dude. He's Italian, so that's kind of against him. But Did you guys ever have a fight? We got into it one time. He compared me to Vanderjack, to a, a special teams coach. And uh, it was like in warm-ups. He was like, uh, he's got a little Vanderjack in him. Then right in front of me, I looked at him. I was like, don't you ever, don't you, hey, 
Don't you ever do that again. What is wrong with Vanderjack? He's hated he's by the idiot kicker from Peyton Manning. I don't know. He was at West Virginia, though, oh, before he me. Went, I didn't know that. He was at West Virginia before me. He was at the Colts before me. And I know that it ended bad with the Colts, but even at West Virginia, I've never heard like a, a positive story about. It. Like, there's no, there's not I a mean, lot for of... Peyton to go on national TV and go, he's an idiot that kicker liquored that got up. liquored up. Yeah, like Peyton never puts that shit out there. Like no, that. and it was tough because I got a, a, an into- public intoxication. So obviously, because <laughs> I went to West Virginia and I was a person who kicked balls. Are you secretly Vanderjack? No, I, I. Are you the titty boy turned into two chains? Hey, Did listen. you just give your? Are you Vanderjack with a new name? <laughs> Vanderjack did a lot of good things with footballs, but from what I've heard, his teammates never liked him, and that was a huge wow. part for me. It was a huge thing for yeah, me. I would imagine I, people like you. Teammates, coaches, or pretend to. Well, yeah, I don't. Right. I don't care. Hey, I don't care how they like me. I don't know. I enough. keep wanting to open this. You open it. Okay. Plan Jim Irsay's 60th birthday party. Let's make it to there, Jim. June 13th is his 60th birthday. You know this man well. Yeah. If if he said, and you could do it in his voice, yeah. Pat, I want you to play on my birthday, yeah. what are we doing? Brother, this is what we need. We need some good music. Maybe you call Mellencamp up from Bloomington, have him do a set. I'll bring my guitar. I'm like, all right, Jim, I like that. We'll, bring, we'll get Mellencamp up there. He's just, you know. Born and raised in a small town or whatever he was. I yeah. don't know, camp. Uh, what else would you like, Jim? Well, we got to do something big. 60s a long time. Six decades, bro. That's great. Rock and roll, bro. Maybe we get McCartney to play with guitar right-handed. <laughs> right? Who would have thought I'd made it to 60? Who would have thought Paul would play right-handed? Have you ever heard the conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney isn't Paul McCartney? It's another guy because Paul McCartney died like 30 years ago? I haven't heard that Jim. Well, you should think about it. That'll be a good party. Then let's bring the horseshoe out there and the little the motorcycle trike thing that comes out before the game. I love that guy. You got it, Jim. Anything else? Maybe a couple golfers. I love golf. Let's golf, maybe. Let's do it, Jim. Let's have a happy birthday. You want to sing it? You want us to sing happy birthday or blow your candles out for you? Blow the candles out. I don't want a fire. Maybe we just jump in the cake. We'll jump out of the cake. Maybe we have Peyton Manning jump out of the cake. That's what we'll do. Yeah, we build him a statue. It's the least he could fucking do, brother. Just jump out of a cake. Anything else? No, that would be good. Just a run on. Oh, that was good. You spent a lot of time with this man. Not really. Not really. Not really. I don't think a lot of people have spent a lot of time with Jim Irsay. Really? To be have honest, you party with Jim Irsay? No, I, like, I'm past Jim Irsay's party time. Yeah. I wasn't sure though if he still parties but doesn't get down. So he doesn't. I know he he, he doesn't drink. Like a lot of people. Of course. A lot of people. Anytime he does anything, anything at all, like the internet, obviously is a woke society filled with savages. So anytime Jim Mercy does anything, I owe a lot to Jim Mercy. Everything almost. I I, I actually do owe everything, everything. to Jim Mercy's <laughs> bank. But um he's he's got a heart of gold, man. But his brain, once it gets going, and he's got to, about to have sixty years worth of incredible stories. J- he needs to like j- a Jim Ursay podcast where it's one oh, story every oh podcast. God, dude. He does like those press things every once in a while. There'll be like four media people like come into his office. It's one question. He's like, Andrew Luck, man, he went over to Europe, got that thing stretched out. And that well, that's is- what, when he called Quentin Nelson, he's like, hey, Quentin, what's up, man? And then like the next three minutes are, Quentin, I saw Anthony Munoz, and I got to tell you about Munoz. And like Quentin, and I asked Quentin, he's like, I'm on the other phone, I'm just listening. But it's like, did Quentin talk to you? That's but, crazy. Yeah. 
Quentin's my guy. I quit him. Mean, he threatened to fight me. Basically, he looked like he was like. He well, was the thing fight you me. can't do with Quentin Nelson is give him all the credit. He's a fucking offensive lineman. They do not want the credit because they don't want to walk in there and look at Costanzo and go. Hey man, yeah, but Costanzo, a- I'm friends with Costanzo. Well, I guess we get along. Costanzo, yeah. and I get, he went to Boston College, yeah. like a brainiac. So as much as Anthony Costanzo and I can be friends, I feel like we get along pretty well. Right. Quentin Nelson has helped Anthony Costanzo out a lot too, so I don't right. think there's any. But like, I think Quentin doesn't want anyone to go to him and go, "You're the reason yeah. the offensive line's better." Well, it, he's an offensive lineman. He's like, "We're a team." I respect. That's that. why I love Quentin. I respect it. A yeah, lot. he's the ultimate like wingman. He's an incredible football player too. <sighs> Incredible football player. Pick another one. Yeah, let's go with um, um, number five, Pat White. Best Colts prank. Yes. I'm not a big prankster. Not saying you. I was really curious about if Peyton pranked anybody and you saw it. Or was there any single one in that locker room where somebody got got so hard? Okay, so I I won't say exact names, but I will say if there was an Illuminati on the team. The Illuminati of the team. So the collection of the team. If that makes sense, nope. we just talked about this. So, like the high, everybody assumes the Illuminati is just the higher ups of society, right? Right. And they're all working together to control us and do all that stuff. It's been on my bucket list since I'm like 11 years old to get asked to join the Illuminati. I, I thought I was going to be a part of the Illuminati when he came here. When he came here, no. When when you came here. When I, me and my girl, now my fiance, went to. Hey, a congratulate! Look at Thanks. you. Thanks, bro. I didn't want to steal your shine earlier. I let you do your whole thing. It was great. You. Forever's a long time. Um, <laughs> so we go to this Jay-Z concert, and we're fucking zooted. And he looks out, and my girl has an old Rockefeller jacket, and I held it up. And he goes, ah! And he goes, where's that motherfucker with the Rockefeller jacket? And uh-huh. the entire crowd moved away from us. Here you go, Illuminati, like the beam coming down with third eye. I thought we were going to get sucked up from yeah. our fucking chest. I'm pretty sure I looked at my girl and said, we're going to have brunch with Beyonce. And I yeah. thought it was our time, but he just said, mosh around that guy. So it turned. So you actually got abused. For yeah. <laughs> you got Illuminati beat up? is hard to get into. <laughs> it is fucking tough. All right, so the you Illuminati. end up just getting your ass kicked by a bunch of teenagers. No, because it's like people at a Jay Z show. They're like, "Don't, don't smudge my fucking Jordan." Okay, stay away from it. Oh, is that Jay Z's demo? Yeah, they probably charge like 200, 200 bucks. It's unnecessary. There. Yeah, it's a lot. That's like Justin Timberlake just sold out Banker's Life in Indiana on a Tuesday. Just on a, a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Going up. He probably made like ten million on a Tuesday. Justin Timberlake. Just to just, fucking dance and open his shirt. I don't even think he danced really. That much. I was seeing a lot of videos from that thing. I think he just walked around the circle a couple of times. But hey, if I get a chance to be in the same building as Justin Timberlake, I'm paying whatever the fuck he's charging, man. I'll tell you that. He's got style. In, I was an instinct guy too growing up for sure. Yeah. I think everybody with a brain was. I liked Brian. Was he in Bleacher? No, he was in Backstreet Boys. Uh, he was in the Bleacher Street Boys. <laughs> Yeah, you got a really nice studio and chill. The yeah. worst fucking band ever. <laughs> Basketball, football, you know soccer. All right. House of highlights, it never stops. <laughs> All right, so hold on. The Illuminati of the Colts prank. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so where are we? Set the scene. So we both have ADD. It's good for this job, by the way. It's good for this job. I think ADD is good for this I job. I think so, too. I've tried the Adderall. It's not, I don't like what it does to my brain. Machine. It, I understand why it's a PED, though. I mean, I, I wanted to run through a wall at one point. So there's a lot of guys that are kicking and punting with that using Adderall. Yeah. And it wasn't until after I left the league that I tried Adderall, and I was like, yo, these motherfuckers are cheating for sure. I can feel the laces <laughs> 40 yards away. Yeah, these dudes are, like, dialed in. Me, I'm like, oh, what's that? Is that a hot dog for $4? That's crazy. Oh, I got a punt. Let's do it. Like, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. All right, so I was like, uh, <laughs> I think it was my second year. It was my second year. Yeah, it was my second year uh, we were at training camp. And the rule of training camp, 
like the night before we check out, you don't answer a knock on the door, okay? You don't answer a knock on the door because the trick was they would fill up a big-ass one of them garbage cans with water, lean it against your door because all your stuff's packed. It's on the floor because oh. you're checking out the next day. Yeah. Everybody wants to get out of training camp. So they knock like 1.32 a.m., say that there's an emergency. You open a door, Damn. Whole room's drenched, right? Yeah. So the rules were like, don't ever answer your door late. And it was my second year. I was pretty woke to this. Vinatieri took care of me the year before. and was like, just don't open your door, bro. I was like, got it. So the second year, second to last night before we check out, or second to last day before we check out, and I get a knock on my door at like 1 a.m. And I was like, nope. I actually said, nope. Like, out the thing. I'm like, nope. And they're like, no, no, come on. We want you to come with us. I was like, no. Like, not doing this? No way. All right? Idiot, yeah. yeah, I ain't I ain't no sucker. You know, yeah. like, there's no way I'm doing that. And one of the members of the Illuminati put his fingers underneath the door and was like, there's nothing here. Come on. Like, open the door. So I open it, and it's, it's like... Very high-end group from the Colts, right? And they're like, let's go. You're part of us. Is it like ominous? Are they wearing hoods and holding candles? It's all black. Definitely dressed in all black. They, wow. It, yeah, d- definitely dressed in all black. And I'm like, oh, my, it's y- it's y'all motherfuckers doing it? Like, I didn't know who was doing the garbage can thing. I'd heard about it. Wow. And then when the group that opened the door, I was like, oh, it's you guys. Like, oh, this is crazy. And they're like, you want to come? I'm like, yeah, absolutely I want to do that. I'm not a big prank guy, though, because I like to sleep at night, so I don't like doing those things. I'm noticing this. Yeah, like, I like to feel... I You're like a every- good energy guy. I just like everybody feel good. Hey, hey, everybody, let's feel good. Yeah. Let's have a good time. I agree. I don't know where it's going to come back to you if you do. Yeah, I believe in karma. Yeah, yeah I believe in karma. Um, this particular evening, though, the group had decided, and I was just so happy to be there, that we were going to go get a member of like the PR staff, which is in another dorm. So there's like a quad, right? So the players are in one dormitory. Then like the coaches, staff, PR, everybody's in another dorm over right. here. And then there's another dorm here. So there's a real life quad. I went to West Virginia. We didn't have a quad. It was just like a bunch of mountains, hills, and drunk kids everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So we go over in this other building, and the Illuminati had a key fob to get in or whatever. And it's 1, one fifteen a.m. Are you excited the Illuminati picked you? Yeah, jacked up. Jacked up. And it's all because I could chug beer fast. And I knew that. I, I put on a show in the off season with a couple people. I think that's how that I... That was your talent show to the team, your rookie year? Well, I didn't do it during the team because I still was trying to make the, the team. But yeah. once I had established myself in the off season, went to a couple... Hey, Peyton, look! Was it that? Yeah. It actually got to the point where Peyton was like, hey, do that thing. <laughs> and then there was a time at a Texas Roadhouse where Vinatieri was betting on me like I was a horse against a local, like That's in a amazing. beer. It was awesome. It was incredible. We had a we had a couple bonding moments. <laughs> so I get invited into this group. We go over there and we take a big ass garbage can. And to fill it up, you got to go into the showers of the dormitory. So we're filling up this thing at one fifteen a.m. I'm the youngest, so I'm obviously right. filling up the thing here. And everybody. The Illuminati are hiding in the different shower stalls because we're still, I mean, it's, we're not supposed to be where we're at. Right. While we're filling it up, in rolls shirtless Bill Polian, general manager of Indianapolis Colts, to brush his teeth, like late night brush his teeth. So we all like poke our head out and we're like, oh, sh-. like that is a guy we should not be seeing right, <laughs> right? Shirtless, tooth brushing Bill Polian. Yeah, towel like over the shoulder. He might have shaved Man, too. that draft pick with Buffalo 20 years ago was great. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Man, I'm lucky I drafted Peyton fucking And then Andrew Luck right in my fucking lap. This is crazy. Yeah, Andrew Luck wasn't thought of yet, but I'm sure Bill Polian had it. He knew it. He knew what was coming with that. When that AAF crumbles, I'm going to be upset in 30 years. Don't take the money from the Carolina Hurricanes. He's got that on like a piece of paper, like Kevin Costner on draft day. Like, don't take the money from the Carolina Hurricanes owner. I fucking hate that movie. 
Why? Ended a relationship that I was in. Legit. She was from Cleveland. She was obsessed at all the beauty shots of Cleveland. The movie ends. I'm laughing. And I go, that was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And she goes, you're the worst movie I've ever seen. I was like, that doesn't even make she sense. She was right. What? That movie yeah. sucks. Get out of here, bro. Awful. Are you in it? No, I'm not in I'm it. I'm like, you better be getting residual checks to stand up for oh, that The movie. dog pound deserves a little positive, uh, okay, positive pub, and that's what that was. I heard that no one showed up to his birthday party. Big deal, by the way. Let's scout the number one quarterback in the draft the day before the draft when we had the third pick. The- I'm sorry. If nobody goes I'm to his birthday party, nerd. that says a lot. Maybe you should be a little bit better of a, a football nerd. If nobody goes to the guy's birthday party, there's Damn, a reason. The movie sucks. Get out of here, Kevin Costner, dude. Dances with Wolves out there. GM. It wasn't Dances with Wolves put into draft day. Yeah, it it's was. a different movie. It was basically Bull Durham right there in Cleveland. I saw Dance with Wolves recently. It was great. First time. Yeah, I've never seen it. I saw Avatar. What? Though. Same thing. Not a- I've heard it's the same thing. All right, back to the fucking Bill Polian. So Bill Polian's brushing his teeth yes. and doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> I'm filling up the garbage can. And watching these, the Illuminati of the Colts, like butt pucker a little bit when Bill Polian walked in there at 1.15 a.m. because we're not supposed to be there, was kind of a cool moment, by the way. Like, oh, that's I think that might have been when I realized, like, yo, everybody poops the same. Like, we're all Robert, we're all Wow, that's, Robert Mathis reacts like that. That's crazy. You're trying to find out who was in a group. Robert Mathis was not, so just know that. Don't, I, the we're fear not going, in your eyes indicates yeah, please, that he was. Please do not have <laughs> no, me associated with Robert ever, ever, ever. You know the Q dogs all have brands on them. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was a Q dog. Yeah, he's. I'm got, not going to do the whole hand thing. Don't. I didn't. I didn't. You, you were close. You, you thought about it. My fiance yells at me when I do it. Don't even throw half of that thing. You <laughs> will end up a half a man at that point. You'll just be Adam left. All right, so, so Mathis was totally there. Mathis was not there. So I'm filling up the garbage can, and he's in there just taking his time. So that thing's filled up to the top. So it sounds like somebody's pissing into like a pond right right around a corner from Bill Pullian, one of the greatest GMs of all time. I knew he couldn't be deaf. He had to hear what was happening. We get by. It's all good. He ends up wandering back to his thing with his hip or whatever. So he leaves, and now the, the operation we're still on. We have to dump out some water, and we go to this PR guy's room, and I, we lean in on the door, and I've never seen the process before. It is as amateur as you would think with these people. It's like, yeah, it's like three people like trying to lean I it. I think sp- it's good. Spilling it all over the hall, you know, like just the whole situation is just a joke. It's like a bunch of 12-year-olds again, right? I, I'm not a big pranker, so I was enjoying it. I wasn't fast enough to do the knock and run because I was a punter, so they had like a wide receiver do it. So they lean the... So they lean the thing against it. Reggie Wayne and I have never talked, so he was definitely not a part of it. Marvin Harrison. <laughs> he was gone before okay. I left. But by the way, he shows up at your door, you answer you that thing, answer and it. you do whatever you need to do. Marvin Harrison and I have talked more than, uh, yeah, more than we probably should. I, I mean, I've had numerous conversations with Marvin Harrison. Good guy. Great guy to me. Follow-up question. How often should you talk to Marvin Harrison? All right, so we're trying to lean against so the So we lean the thing against the thing, and uh, I've never been a part of this, so I'm kind of excited. The heart's starting to rain. I'm like, oh, this is why they do it. Like, this is a real cool moment. Wide receiver knocks on the door, right? And uh, sprints to where we're at. We're at an exit door or whatever. And he goes, uh, what? And we're like, all right. And they're like, okay, we got him, right? They're like, okay, we got him. So he goes back for a knock again. Boom, 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 boom. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> Runs back. Doesn't open the door. Like, we got him on the line. It's like a fishing. It, it feels like they're fishing. Like, yeah. oh, we got a couple bites. You got him. We got a couple. Yeah. We got a couple bites. Real man. So, real man. Quadrius Mel. Wide receiver goes back, and I don't even know who that is. Wide, he was not a part of this. Whatever, whoever that was. <laughs> so he goes back. Bang, Austin Collie. Bang, 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 bang. Opens the door while he's like half a step away from the door. 
loud, high-pitched scream of help. We're spring down the steps outside this thing, like, boom, 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 boom. We get all the way out. We're like, there's like laughing. There's high-fiving. Like, I've never been a part of something like this before. It felt like I was like in a kid's camp, which I never want to. So then we go to bed. We like kind of, we, we pass. You get under your covers. That's and you're how, like, no turn the lights know. off. Like, you know, the whole yeah. thing. Wake up the next morning. Like, we walk outside, and there's just like a... This entire cleaning crew walking into their dorm, apparently we flooded the floor. Uh, and, like, Jim Caldwell, like, called up the team, and he was like, I'm not going to ask who did it, <laughs> but we have to pay for an entire new floor. I guess the water was dripping underneath. It like, was that much water. It was too much water because because uh, we didn't dump out enough. Because Bill Polian was brushing, brushing his, his teeth. teeth. Yeah. Damn. So Jim Caldwell was like, uh, hey! Yeah, it was a high pitch. It echoed through the entire thing. You see the lights in the dorm like go on, and uh, Jim Caldwell was like, I'm not, "I don't want to know who it was. Just know that we can't do this anymore because the Colts have to pay for an entire new floor, basically." And Jim Caldwell's like those guys. Like if you disappoint him, it's oh. like because he's like guys, guys, <sighs> somebody. Uh, Jim Caldwell is a human. <sighs> Like that too. I love Jim Caldwell. Oh, I'm not saying he's bad. I really did love him, but whenever he said that, I was like, Jim, you don't want to know who fucking did that because you'll get fired before they will. Did you ever tell the guy that it was you or that you were part of it? The The PR guy? He probably knows. I mean, I think he came up to me like the next day and was like, good one. And I'm like, why do you automatically assume that I was a part of that? Like, hey, this was a lot bigger than me. I was, but it was a lot bigger (laughs) than me. I didn't tell him that day because I thought I could potentially get cut. Right. I wasn't good enough at that point to man. be like, yeah. I, but I, you were cool enough to be in the Illuminati. See that? Congratulations. Hey, man, that's the only real prank I was ever a part of. We, sh- oh, <laughs> There was a car shipped to, like, Montana one time. What? Yeah, somebody just, like, shipped somebody's car to Montana. It happened. Kid parked in a spot he shouldn't have parked in. He was just acting like he was a big deal. Yeah. And uh, while What we're- was his name? I don't remember matter. his name, to be honest. He didn't make the team. Like That's why it was such a big deal. And he gets shipped to Montana? Yes. So during practice happened, called in a, a shipping company, got his car, shipped it to Montana. Yeah, so he comes out from practice. It was like some, it was a terrible car. This kid just thought he was like a very big deal. Yeah. He was parking like, like it might have been like in some big guy spots. Peyton's spot. Yeah, well, Peyton didn't. He did whatever he wanted, but it was some OG spots, and this kid was just parking his car like daily for like four or five straight days. He did yeah. this, like even after people told him, he was like, "I don't care, whatever," you know. So his car got shipped to Montana, which is beautiful. I, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That's pretty awesome. I was not a part of that planning, but that is next level planning. And it took the kid like a week and a half to get his car back from Montana. <sighs> kind of got lost in translation out there. It was beautiful. I, I mean, I, and the kid might have got cut like before the car even got back. Like, That's he, so funny. Like, you up. need to get out of town or whatever. He's like, I can't. The car is literally out of town, so I don't know what to tell you. Pick another number. That's awesome. Six. Uh, you do it. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not a big prank guy, though. I'm Apparently. Not, except I'm, you've helped ship cars to Montana. I was not. I know. I watched that happen. <laughs> But the flooding of the dormitory a week before they go back to school and had to shut down. Damn. Some kid is fucking... Party with one kicker. Yes, and there's three names on there. Seabass, Matt Prater, Jeff Reed. Okay. Seabass, I feel like, is the the mystery guy in all the NFL. I feel like everybody wants to know Seabass stories. Matt Prater, I've heard, gets lit. He does it. Lit. I've heard the same stories, probably. Jeff Reed... I've only seen the pictures of him with Pittsburgh with, 
just Google Jeffrey <laughs> and his blonde as hair with no shirt on at a party. He had the Pauly D blowout way before oh, Pauly D. Uh, right. Yeah, he did. Jim Tan Reed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you have you partied with any of those guys already? I've partied with Jeff Reed. I was in college. What, was he in the same college as you? No, he's Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm from Pittsburgh, so I wow. Went, he talked shit on me. Actually, he didn't know I was in the group. He talked shit on me. Like one of my friends is like, "Oh, what do you think of Pat McAfee?" This is while we were like probably ten beers deep at this point. He's like, "Oh, he, he, he's he's too much of a wild card. I don't think he'll make it." I was like sitting right next to him, so I was like chucking a beer with him. I'm like, "Yeah, you got it." I mean, we had become friends after that. Yeah. But my initial time partying with oh, Jeffrey, he literally talked shit on me. Yeah. Yeah. He also beat up a uh, paper towel dispenser near my hometown. Uh, whenever he was in the league, he got a public intoxication for beating up a towel dispenser at a gas station. I mean, wow. yeah, he he won hard. Jeffrey won hard. He was hard. He's always been nice to me too, except for that first time. Except for that one time when he didn't know I was there. So I I don't have any qualms with him. It wouldn't be Jeff Reed. Matt Prater has some legendary stories, and he gifted me with that moment on that Packers Lions game where he threw a touchdown, which I absolutely love. And then you got to go on an epic rant. Where the brain was just spitting oh. shit. Oh. The words were falling out. Oh. Fox executives were like, I've never cared about this before in my life. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Fox, you would think they would have done that. I would have got a job opportunity maybe yeah. after that, but I didn't. The um yeah, and then we went we trended number one on Twitter for like three hours. It was the yeah, 30, no big deal. thirty two nothing. Just no- took over all the NFL action with a meaningless week, week 17, seventeen thirty-two yeah. nothing game. Aaron Rodgers was hurt on literally the second play where yeah. I had Aaron Rodgers, by the way, I had Aaron Rodgers lines in commentary. Ready to roll. We were for that. so ready to go. Oh man, I was, I was. We were discount double checking all over that goddamn thing, <laughs> and then second play of the game, he gets hurt. Uh, so I love Matt Prater. What I, are the best Matt Prater stories you've heard that are not going to get him in trouble? I mean, I think we just all know this story. I, I, there's no reason for me to tell any of those, Damn. but I appreciate Matt Prater. I wouldn't want to ruin that moment we had by yeah. the party moment. I'm going with Sebastian Janikowski strictly because the Polish cannon. I've heard legendary tales. There, there's people out. In Hol- I haven't heard any good ones. You go out to TMZ, like the TMZ. There's been numerous actresses and actors who've been asked, like, who's the person that's been most wild in your entire life, and they've partied with like Motley Crue and all these. People and they're like, Sebastian Janikowski is a lunatic of what? Life. Yeah, well, that was back before uh, Twitter or anything. So him and Shane Leckler were roommates. Your and guy Sh- Shane Leckler. Shane Leckler. Congrats to the GOAT, by the yeah. way. He, he should go in the Hall of Fame. If he doesn't, the people that are voting for it don't understand football. But he, um, I've heard legendary stories of them having parties and just having like it looking like the beaches of Normandy, like the day after where they have to like get to practice where they're walking over humans they've never met before. That's awesome. Just having a good time. Sleeping on their couch, yeah. wearing like an outfit, just like a flamingo. In, in Oakland, too. Like, yeah. just like insane. And he's really good. So it's like anybody that can do that and do that, I like my moment that I realized I was a Janikowski fan was after I was arrested Mm. and I was in the substance of abuse policy uh, program, which means you get tested eight times a month. And I got tested eight times a month for 27 months. Okay. Holy crap. Yeah. The NFL substance of no daddy. Like, wow. None. I had to go completely clean. If they saw a picture of me drinking, it was an automatic $15,000 fine. I mean, they wow. came down on me hard, mostly because I called the head doctor of that. Like, I questioned his doctorship whenever he told me I had to do it for 24 months after a three-month trial, so it was 27 months altogether. Wow. He was like, we've decided to move you to phase two. I was like, I didn't do anything wrong in phase one, though. Why am I moving phase two? He's like, well, just reading your report, I believe uh, 24 more months of this will be good. Yeah. And I was like, what type of doctor are you anyways? And he was like, I'm a psychologist. I was like, is that even a real doctor? And then I got punished for 27 months, or 24 it's months. It's like yelling back at a judge. Yeah, exactly. Two life sentences. Oh, yeah, great hammer. You got a week, you know, boom, three life sentences. That's yeah. exactly. 
exactly what happened. So, That's unbelievable. NFL, I feel like they want you to get in the program. Well, once you get in, they never want you to get out. They make yes. it very difficult to get out. I got out, by the way, succeeded. Hey, look at me, man. Look at me. Graduate. I'm a graduate of the Fucking Substance Escape the Rock. I smoked some spice there for a couple months early, and that was a bad time. But, I mean, I got through it. And here yeah. I am. Proud of you. Uh, so we played the Oakland Raiders in Oakland when Janikowski was there and Leckler was there in warm-ups. And this was after I got in trouble, so I was in the program, you know. So Janikowski comes up and he goes, what's good, man? You know, because he's got like an accent. I'm like, hey, man, you're a legend. Well, he, he's like, I love you. You took heat off me, you know. Everybody thinks I'm drunk kicker or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, this program is a nightmare, dude. I got to Every time I leave Indiana, I got to call, give them an address I'm going to be at, two phone numbers to reach me. It was wow. like you have a PO so yeah. that they could test me or whatever. He's like, oh, go on cruise. What they do, land on boat? I was like... <laughs> Oh my God! He's like, yeah, I did it two years too. Go on cruise. I see you there. I'm like, you are a hero here. He's like, I got you. Shakes my hand, walks away, and I'm like, Janikowski wow. just got me out of the worst time of my life. Wow! Did you do a cruise? Yeah, a couple. Of them. I was I went over to you Mor- all of a sudden you loved. Cruises. Oh my God! I was cruising all over the place. I was in Morocco That's at the one way point. To beat the system. Yeah, he's like, what are they going to do? Land on do boat? The Pat McAfee. NFL booze cruise only apply only applicable to guys that are on the program. There's a lot of guys in that program too. I mean, is we, that why Gronk had a cruise? I, he only rented half the boat, so I think if we hindsight fifty fifty, like Cam Newton says, for that Gronk cruise, we'll probably get the entire boat, not just half the boat. Yeah, I heard that was an electric time though. I don't think Gronk's ever failed any tests. I only got in because I got arrested for a drug or alcohol related charge. Mm. But Janikowski's definitely the legend. guy. The legend, dude. Go on cruise. What they do? Land on boat. <laughs> Are you to be as big as he was last year and to still be doing it? Like, what is it like from someone that had to, like, you know, dedicate to the craft and you see this guy? No, it's just natural. My weight. My weight fluctuation was pretty crazy, too. Yeah, but it wasn't to the point where, like, the entire Internet was like, take this picture and make jokes about it. Well, I mean, it's not like 4K cameras have done anybody any favors. You know what I mean? Like we used to wear all white spanks basically at the Colts. That was basically our. Oh yeah. It was You're all not white. Anything. No. So I used to just have to go on these ridiculous crash diets. Like give me all of the meth or whatever you guys have that I can get this out of me. <laughs> it was um, what was that stuff that was killing people? It was uh, a supplement that used um, I forget the name of it. Anthrax. That definitely was killing people. I don't yeah. think it was a supplement, though, a workout supplement. There was some supplement I would take. Oh, it. like hydroxy cut. There or it was. It was a hydroxy cut. The I did OG. That in college and my hand started shaking. Yeah. And I was like, and I got to get off this. The OG hydroxy cut I used to go on like a, a 14 day date with before every single training camp because I would have to lose like 15, 20 pounds. But... God, you must have been insufferable. Just like. Oh, I would lock my. It was like I would yeah. go into my own little cave because yeah. I'm like, yo, Speed. you guys know the deal. I got to lose like 15, 20 pounds. But I used to think that the more weight you had, the further. The ball would go you know like big but you don't see any home run hitters that are small eating that burp for me yeah I I, it was that. a hiccup situation that i just had i had a tea from downstairs it was an interesting situation howard schultz put it together two or three which uh, one are we go with? three three i think you literally saved my favorite one for last i knew it was coming right, i knew so it was three welcome to monday night football Ooh, this was actually my favorite one uh, you just I, said two was the favorite. I, yeah, I didn't know which one. I just I wrote numbers on them. I didn't look. Vitamins. Damn. All right. So, uh, I believe that we have something special in this room right now, and what it is. So, Nick, I'm gonna need the music. Is a possible Monday Night Football crew. You and I. Let's go. And I'm ready to go at any time. Me too. Here's the scene. Monday Night Football. We're gonna be in Green Bay. Let's it's go. gonna be Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Kansas City, Green Bay, both are 15-0. 
Oh, let's go. Because if we're going to send our tape for Monday Night Football, yeah. let's show that we can handle the big moment. Yeah, it's Both all going I do. for the perfect record. Big moments is all we handle. You let me bring us in, and then I'll toss it to you, and let's just do the fucking show. You got it. Hey. Okay. Hey, welcome to the big time, bub. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, the snow won't stop falling at Lambeau. Two MVPs, two undefeated teams, one perfect record on the line. All tonight, game of the year, only on Monday Night Football. Welcome inside, as always. I'm Adam Lefko, joined by my perfect partner, Pat McAfee. Pat, it's a special, special night at hand. What do we have to look forward to? Well, Patty Mahomes got a huge arm and an explosive offense. Andy Reid's looking to blast through the wall like the Kool-Aid man here at Green Bay. Lambeau is a place with legendary moments. You think back to Steve Sable and NFL films Uh. and the frozen tundra, and nothing could be as exclusive and as elite as Monday Night Football has tonight. Aaron Rodgers looks to put a cap on his legacy Uh. and take down the young gun Patrick Mahomes and have an undefeated season. Nothing since the 72 Dolphins are the Packers going to make a run we'll find out right here in Lambeau Green Bay Wisconsin it's gonna be an amazing game tonight Chiefs Packers let's go down to our sideline reporter Ed Helms who's gonna check in with the coaching staff that a boy Ed perfect (laughs) how'd it feel it felt good man it felt good isn't this job fucking nuts the internet or commentating all football? All of it. All of it. Everything's stupid. I like that you turn into like a 1940s reporter when you do your TV voice. Yeah, man. You're, it's a little bit Howard Cosell, but it's also like, man, see, the reporters are out for the, the dog bit the man. I love it. And I just got to bring some juice. Now, obviously, the people making those. I don't know why Ed Helms was our sideline reporter. I couldn't think of an actual sideline reporter. I don't know who Ed is, but I know he's He's the guy from it. the office. Oh, what do tigers dream yes, of? Exactly. When they take That's our sideline tigers. reporter. Yeah, that would crush. So we'll pitch this to Monday Night Football. You, me, Ed Helms on sideline. I mean, it'll be a little juice. The dummies making the decision haven't pulled the trigger. I mean, I sent out two tweets to my people. We trended for 10 hours about it. I haven't gotten a call. I mean, I know. I tried to get Nate Burleson on there. He said he'd be down. So if it was you, me, and Nate, I think that'd be a pretty fucking tight group. I'm a big fan of toe drag swag, Nate Burleson. I, I think he's he brings re- the heat, man. He busts his ass. I respect anybody that I go. Oh, he's working, working. Yeah, you know what I mean. A lot of people just get handed stuff. A lot Fuck of people just shit. get handed stuff. But that ain't us. No, not us, dude. That ain't us. Nope. Hey. We're ready to get our ass out there and yes. find that fucking dog. I think what we should do, I think what we should do is just set up booths outside of where the Monday Night Football game is. And if you want to watch a live game with us, we'll just mute it. We'll do the ceremonial muting of the game, and we'll just do a live event of yeah. us calling the game. But I would like the ability to get the the day before interviews because a lot of my stuff came from the day. Oh, before. what was that experience like for you? Because to be in there, and it's usually like this stuffy room with producers, mm. and you sit there and they go, what's been the issue on third down, Chuck? So as soon as as soon as soon we went to, we did Green Bay first, and as soon as Aaron Rodgers opened the door and saw me sitting in there, he looked at me and just started laughing. And then Stop. Out. Yeah. That's and then fucking great. Joe Philbin and I got a massage in the same room together in London <laughs> whenever he was coaching for the Colts, and he's a big <laughs> fan. So he was interim head coach, so when he came in, he just saw me and started laughing, you know, and he sat That's down. amazing that people have that reaction. Well, That's Matt, feel Matt Patricia, same thing. So Matt Patricia, Matthew Stafford. By the way, T's and P's up for uh, Kelly Stafford and Matt Stafford. Yes, 100%. Wife. Uh, she's about to go through some stuff. Stafford was very nice to me. Everybody just started laughing. 
as soon as I walked in there, I've, as soon as they walked in there, I feel like the mood was heightened because I was in there. I feel like it was, I don't want to say. What were your questions? I just wanted to. Uh, were I they mean, real or like? Oh, when I interview, I go. I, I want to learn some stuff. I'm pretty intrigued by people. Let's go back. Yeah. Let's, this goes back to the daddy cigars. You know, I, I get pretty. I like to know why the greats are great. Right. So that's something I very much enjoy. Sure. I like documentaries. So I asked some real questions. I got some real intel out of it, but also some other stuff. You know, is I, it hard not saying all of the intel? Because you're supposed to keep it private. Hey, and man. I talk too much shit. Well, we went from Green Bay over to Detroit. And then I got a bunch of stuff here. Right. And like in my head. Yeah, Green Bay is like, we really want to attack. We think they're really weak in the middle of their D line. And then the Detroit's like, we think they're going to attack the edge. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, hey, uh, Aaron, uh, just a heads up. <laughs> a little bit different scheme coming at you than you thought. Uh, no, it was, I tried to. For me, it was so cool because I was back in an NFL building, you know? Like, we went to the the walkthrough, which Green Bay runs an entire practice the day before a game, which I've never seen before. It was kind of interesting. Get to t- see the field again, and I had a lot of friends that were on the Packers, so it was nice to be back in there. Yeah. But I respected the profession. I had no idea, though, that those meetings really happened to the extent that they happened because I was never interviewed. So it wasn't <laughs> like I didn't know how those were. They didn't sp- need punter intel? Yeah, well, they should have. Maybe they learned a little bit more about the game. But, like, the um, I didn't know how those meetings were supposed to to go so it was just like all right i'm gonna run with this here let's see could you tell it was weird between aaron and mccarthy did that come McCarthy up mccarthy wasn't there remember phil yeah but i just wasn't sure if there was resi- it did come up residue oh it did come because like i know ty dunn has an article that's coming out today that really dives into and so check it out on bleach report like how bad it got and i don't think either party's like clean well like, mccarthy so mccarthy is on a PR run right now, right? He was doing yes. interviews this morning. Yes. He was saying a lot of things. But I think anytime you got two people together for 10 years, I mean, that's a relationship. That's still a human relationship. Oh, yeah. And you're talking about egos and a lot of success and a lot of money and a lot of attention. There's obviously a chance it's going to go bad. But just like Belichick and Brady, like you just have to be in bewilderment of how much success they were able to bring to Green Bay. I think that's what I would like to remember. But Why the fuck did you say bewilderment like that? Because it's a SAT word, bro. Oh, gotcha. It's That's an a, Andrew Luck word. Hey, man. That was an Andrew Luck word, wasn't it? It was. Look at me. Maybe I should go to Stanford. <laughs> hey, maybe I'm a cardinal, a tree. But I, I, I think it's I think it's actually very ignorant of people to see that situation go, they're together for 10 years. Why would they start fighting? No, have you ever, no. like, if have you're you with someone for 10, 10 years, years. man, that's a long t- Hey, forever's a long time, bro. <laughs> Both of our brains are like, good. <laughs> Call back. Let's do it. All right, last one. Yikes. Number two. He still doesn't have aim. Missed the trash can. I'll tell you what. That's why you're a punter, not a kicker. Hey, I've been kicking footballs again, by the way. I saw. Feel good? Good to I get do. the pistons firing again? I feel really good. Uh, before you open that, uh, do you believe that if you kicked a man square in the junk that you could kill him? I don't know. I don't know the physics or the science behind I just deaths. feel like you running up. Full speed, locked and loaded, might kill a man. I'm very confident that at one point I had the strongest leg in the world. Ooh, that! what year was that? What fine line? 2000? It's probably like my third or fourth, maybe fifth year in the league. Third through fifth, I had the strongest leg in the world, I think. Now, I've always seen that, like, really, jack guys, they walk in any room and they size people up. Were you just, like, walking in, looking at hamstrings, quads? No, they knew. Those people knew. They knew. I mean, I kicked the soccer ball 124 miles an hour at one point, just sitting still, like, from a standstill. I felt very good. Yeah, it's on the internet. What do you think about Saquon's legs? I think Saquon's legs are next level. Next level. If he really tried to be a kicker, 
Are those legs that could be like super powerful? Like, is that know. an eighty-yard field goal? I don't know how his leg speed is. I mean, obviously with those quads, it'd be good, but leg speed's a big deal. Oh, fluid hips, knees, knees, Knee, hips, the whole thing. Yeah, you got to really be able to move, man. It's an explosive exercise. When I try, when I try and kick a field goal, I tow the fuck out of it. Yeah. Like, you sh- by the way, you should. If you, thank you. If you don't know how to kick soccer. No. Don't even fuck around because you're going to miss. Just The toe thing is Yes, and just pray that it goes straight. Well, it's a higher consistency for sure for people, laymans that don't know how to kick in a soccer style. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Like somebody came. I always, like I used to try and like come up and like put my foot down. But you're probably pulling it. Yeah, who the fuck knows? Yeah, because you don't know how to do it. No. You you should go toe. The people that don't know how to kick in a soccer ball or a soccer style, like never done it before, if they're in for like a $10,000 field goal kick or something like that. Toe it. Toe that thing. Yeah. And just try to go straight up through it. Just go straight up through it. I feel like smart. Half an inch be- below halfway through the ball, right? Oh. Like a half inch below. Yeah. And just follow straight through to the center of the upright, and it should go. And it there's ten thousand dollars from Dr. Pepper coming your way. Or you can just chest pass that thing into a hole in a football oh, game. The worst. All right, last one. That's a bad game. Move it back. Have them throw it. It's a make them do something. Like they should also be like. And under what do a they got the rush. dumb ref there for? Why are you standing there, ref? I don't know. I don't know why I like watching people do the, uh, uh, what's it called? With the basket, pop a shot. I oh. like watching people being really good at that. Hey, that, um. That dude that got like 60 in a minute. That Asian fella? Yo, the one the double that double hands? Guy. Carson Edwards from Purdue. Oh, yeah. That's ex- I love that guy. Unbelievable. Number two, final one. Yeah. Who wins an NFL Royal Rumble? So over the top rope are the rules of NFL uh, Royal Rumble. Obviously, everybody knows that WrestleMania is this weekend. Check it out. Yeah, and how can we watch you during WrestleMania? I'm this on, worked out that like the plug can yeah. kind of it was nice. I, it's almost like I saw through your piece of paper and knew what was coming. Fuck you. Okay, so what are you doing? How can we watch you? Are you going to be doing like I'm live? on a pre-show. Whoa. I'm on a pre-show. So if I pay for the pay-per-view, I get to see you. Yeah, but you just get the network for free for, oh, yeah, yeah. for new subscribers. So it's free for new subscribers. I'll be on there. You get it for 30 days. So you get you get WrestleMania for free, which is normally like $70 for people. Before we get into this NFL Royal Rumble, yeah. um, how crazy is it to be a part of the WWE? It's, it's absolutely insane. They're the only people that have really shown any type of hope in me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Michael Cole has called me and been like, yeah, I'm a big fan of yours, dude. I like what you do. We'd, yeah. like, we'd like you to start doing it. And then the relationship started from just a pre-show to now I make internet content. Was there a meeting ever where you're sitting across from Vince McMahon? No. Vince McMahon and I shook hands one time. It was a hello. And then he walked away. <laughs> so were a- you ever across from like Triple H? Yeah, Triple H and I text. What? Not on a regular basis. Like once every other week there will be like a text message. Dude, I gave my little brother so many pedigrees hey, back in the day. Absolutely. Was, suck was, it. Hey, let's not even talk about suck oh, it. Oh. I got so many in-school suspensions oh. because of fucking DX. Hey, and those teachers, whenever they suspend you, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I would go, ugh. And I'm like, I've got enough. Oh, that's and then I'd, if you smell. So it's got to be cool to work with them. Yeah, Triple H is that guy. And Michael Cole is awesome. Too. Was that your era of wrestling too? Yeah, yeah, bad suit era. Absolutely. I, I kind of drifted away from it for a while. Whatever. Of course. Uh, but to get back into it, and, and they let me do whatever I want, really. It's really nice of them. Michael Cole's just like, just don't swear. We just want you to do whatever you need to do. And How good are the athletes? Incredible. They're, it's like Cirque du Soleil, but they're on they're on the road 270 oh. to 300 days a year. So they're putting on these Cirque du Soleil shows while driving for three hours in the middle of the night with no sleep. It's just... I, 
once you see behind the curtain and you like watch what these athletes are doing, yes, the women are incredible. The men, it's just it's next level, and I just get to talk shit the entire time. I went to an NXT event. Yeah, this is like a year or two ago. Let's go. And it was in Madison Square Garden, in like the theater. And I walk in, and I was like, I don't know who any of these motherfuckers are. I'm with Matt Camp, who's like really big into wrestling. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna figure out my favorite up and coming NXT wrestler tonight, and we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna be all about it. Can I guess? Yeah, Ricochet. No, so this is a little. This is like two years ago. So we're watching, and like Rude comes out, and like everyone's singing the song, and everyone's getting excited. And I was like, "Hey, he's okay." My number one guy was the fucking Drifter, and Elias. this is this is before. I'm telling you, this is before, because I'm watching from an NFL perspective. Yeah. And he's standing there and just hopped up on the top turnbuckle. I go, he's more explosive than all these motherfuckers. Yeah. You just hate him because he's fucking corny and he's singing these songs. So I'm in the bathroom, and I'm, I'm waiting in line at Madison Square Garden, and I'm sitting there, and I go, I don't know, man. I think the Drifter is my favorite fucking wrestler in NXT. And then as that's happening, a producer at Bleach Report sees me, goes, Adam, and comes up and for some reason hugs me Why in the bathroom. Peeing? Not peeing. I'm like in the line. Hey, road code. Road code. No hugs. Yeah, in the no, no physical contact in the, in the, in the urinals. Come on. And this guy turns around and goes, the fucking drifter guy is giving hugs in the bathroom. What the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, all right, I'm going to go. Yeah, <laughs> because at that time, saying Elijah was good. Elias. A lot, my bad. Saying Elijah... <laughs> Saying Elias is good, people were like, he's corny as fuck. I was like, I don't know, I see something, man. You wanna you wanna hear something crazy that's really gonna blow your mind? Elias went to my high school. Stop. Yeah, like best friends with one of the guys that's in that green room right now. Like really? all through high school. Yeah. Yeah, Elias and I have known each other a long time. And now it's like it's hitting. Yeah, he's the guy. Also, Corey Graves, who's the commentator for both shows, went to the school right next to mine. What the hell is going on in your neighborhood, man? Hey, man, we got good water over there. Bad Apparently. teachers, bad teachers, but we got good water over there. But yeah, Elias literally graduated high school. I've known him. He's since. an athlete. Was he balling in high school, he too? He was a tiny little stick. Wow. He was a tiny little stick, and he made this decision. I go back to, I was at West Virginia, and I would go back to Pittsburgh, where my family's from, to party sometimes, you know? And I walked into this house party, and I had... I had a good time in college, and I was in the kitchen. As soon as I walked in, and it was exactly like you would think. Like, as soon as I walk in, somebody has a beer bong ready for me. They're like, hey, you ready to go? I'm like, absolutely. So I Welcome uh, home. Well, yeah, yeah, it's great to be here. You know, yeah. like, hey, great to see everybody. I bong this beer. I put it down. I hand it back. I'm like, all right, let's get to And I turn to my right, and Elias, who wasn't named Elias at the time, was holding, like, a, a gallon of water, like a jug of water, right? <laughs> and he had, like, these little pre-made meals that he had to eat like every two hours through the night wow. and I was like, before what? meal prepping was a thing yeah i was like what the fuck is wrong with you man what are we doing here and he's like oh man i'm trying to become a professional wrestler i can build my body up or whatever i'm like wow. okay let's go and we we got into like a good probably 40 this, remember this is i just did a beer bong right in front of his face I, he probably hasn't seen me in like a year since i went to west virginia and we had a 45 minute conversation he was like yeah i'm, I'm gonna give it a go i'm really focused and doubting i'm like it appears as if you're doing that yeah. i'm gonna try to get to the nfl but with that being said i'm i'm gonna go grab that beer bong again and see if we can really do some stuff <laughs> but he uh elias That's unbelievable elias is uh went to my high school yeah that was completely random i did not research that all right i have uh names of people in the NFL that I find to be the biggest, strongest. So I feel like I'm going to say a name, and in Royal Rumble fashion, the next one that comes in, you just tell me who gets thrown out and who's still alive. Okay, yeah, yeah. First guy is going to be Aaron Donald. Let's go. He's the first dude that runs into the ring. I don't know what his entrance song is. Aaron Donald is in the ring. He trains with knives. 
Fake knives. It's bullshit. Is it really? Yeah, it was fake. You didn't know that? He went to the school right next to mine as well. Dude, Pittsburgh. Dan Marino, Terry Bradshaw. My dad graduated high school with Dan Marino. Darrell Rivas. They weren't friends, but graduated high school together. Next comes in is Fletcher Cox. Who's still in the ring? Aaron Donald's still in the ring. He got a 10-pack. He posted that photo the other day. It's outrageous. He's a little bit tired. Defensive tackle from the Ravens, Brandon Williams, comes in. You're not going to know all these guys. It's okay. He's nose tackle? Yeah. He's going to be tough to get out there, but I think Aaron Donald trained so hard with real knives, he kicks him out almost as soon as he gets in there. San Francisco 49er defensive lineman DeForest Buckner at six foot eight. Never heard of him. Like his name. He's tall, which means leverage of Aaron Donald, mm. which is what Aaron Donald's good at, gets him out. Number one seed is still in. So Aaron Donald has now gone through Fletcher Cox, Brandon Williams, DeForest Buckner. His abs are pulsating. Yeah. His pecs are bouncing. Boom, boom, boom. He's going, who's next? Oh, He's like doing Goldberg. the Goldberg. Yeah. Greatest Jewish athlete of all time. Khalil Mack runs into the ring. Khalil Mack oh, is now no. facing off with a tired Aaron Donald. Yeah. That's why I put Aaron Donald at one. He Where's John Gruden at? John Gruden is sitting in the booth with Mark Davis getting a fresh bowl cut. Okay. So they, they're both getting cut. haircuts. Yep. 90 million guaranteed is a lot of money, man. That's what, uh, that's what John Gruden said shortly after signing a $100 million guarantee. <laughs> I think this is where Khalil Mack could potentially. It's a great battle. Does someone else enter the ring while they're fighting? I think it lasts long enough that another person comes in. Washington defensive lineman, great wrestling name, Deron Payne. Love that name. Deron Payne. Deron. He's a 6'5", 320 guy. Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald. They're battling, battling, yes. battling. They hear old Payne because he come in. They stop. Bring in the pain. That's yeah. what they say before he runs in. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. It's kind of a dead moment. They need a little cheap pop. Fireworks go. Oh, hey. Ah! Yeah. Burns uh, myself. Khalil okay. Mack and Aaron Donald, though, yeah. realize what they're doing. Okay? They stop. They turn to the pain, Cuzzy. Alliance. And they toss pain out. Flipped him over. He's gone. You're going to snark at this, but I'm going to give you the next one. Next one is Bengals defensive lineman Andrew Billings, known because he broke Mark Henry's lifting record, that Mark Henry, when he was in high school. So this is a short, stocky, 5'11", 6'3", 300-pound power lifter that beat the strongest man in the world, Mark Henry. He runs it. Nah, he beat him when he was in high school. That was world's strongest boy, Mark Henry, at that oh, point. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, not gotcha. world's strongest man. Let's right. take it As easy. you can tell, I like my, uh, Andrew Billings. Yeah. So he runs in. He's got good leverage, though. He's a tiny yes, little guy. He's tiny under little six fire foot. Plug. Yeah. He's like Kyler Murray size. Are Mack and Donald now teammates? No, I think, I think Aaron Donald and Billings... <gasps> Because they got the low leverage thing. They turn on Khalil Mack, tired Khalil Mack. Yes. Aaron Donald decides he's won enough in life, eliminates himself. Old Cuzzy Billings is now hanging out by himself, the little spark plug of a man who beat world's strongest boy, Mark Henry. In, in runs Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns. Oh, let's go dog pound. Miles Holy Garrett crap. tosses that little spark plug out one of the hand. ring. Yeah, one hand. Like a, like a hip. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then comes Quentin Nelson. Just like an 80s rock song, yeah. wearing a bandana. Walking like the Bushwhackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holding like a two-by-four. Yeah. Yeah. Quentin Nelson wins that thing. Okay. He picks that guy up probably. Ooh. Isn't happy about anything that guy said or looked at him. Just from personal experience, that's what I would say. And he tosses old 300-pound spark plug cuzzy over the top rope. Ladies and gentlemen. It's not over. There's four more people. Margus Hunt. 
of the Indianapolis Colts, who you know is fucking enormous. He's, he's a massive man. He's like 6'9", 340, and it's Quentin Nelson's teammate. Yeah, he sees Quentin Nelson. He gets in. He jumps out. He also eliminates himself. So wow. now there's two competitors who have eliminated themselves, but still got the paycheck, which you have to respect the business sense. Calais Campbell of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Chris Jones, defensive lineman of the Chiefs, running at the same time. Well, that's cheating, so we're going to have to question their moral code. I've partied with Calais a couple times. Good guy. Hey, Pat, how are you? He's got a very interesting voice. He may have been the prototype for an avatar. That guy is a freak athlete, very yeah. tall. I think Quentin Nelson handles that situation. Double chokes. Because he's pissed off about them attempting to cheat. Ah. So he takes on the double team like a real gentleman. Quentin Nelson ends up your winner, Mr. Then, Earl Grey himself. Dung. Oh, the Undertaker. Dung. Taylor Lewan comes in. Oh my! With Undertaker's music. Top hat, dressed like Boss Hog. Dun, dun. Steams coming up. Yeah. Stings in the rafters. Not going to come down. Just going to watch. He Thinking about it. He just wants Thinking to see the show. It. Thinking about it. Taylor Lewan comes in. Taylor Lewan and Quentin Nelson just had a viral video yeah. where they were imitating. Yeah. Uh, Cardi being offset. Thank you. Yeah. Almost I got said you. takeoff. Uh, but so they're friends. Yeah. But they have to fight each other for yeah. the Royal Rumble. And I would say that Taylor's already rich. Like, he's much more wealthy than Quentin right. is at this exact... Although Quentin's going to be much more wealthy than him in a couple years. I think so. I would... In my mind, I would be like, well, Rich Taylor is just going to be like, yo, I don't want to go against a friend here. I'll also eliminate myself. Mm. But he's an offensive lineman. So that would be quite a right. question to right. his... Right. These other guys that have self-eliminated are D-linemen. Yeah. And they've already done enough. They, yeah. All the guys that eliminate themselves, they've already done enough. You know, Marcus Hunt did it strictly because he doesn't want to face off against of Quentin Nelson again because he's a good teammate, good guy, good locker room yeah, guy. Yeah. Taylor Lewan, though, I don't know because he's fresh. Taylor Lewan's fresh. He's got an attitude. But Quentin Nelson doesn't seem to have many feelings. You know, he doesn't have a, much feelings. He doesn't even realize that he and Taylor are friends when he gets in there. I think Taylor has a personality. He's still, he's like, hey, man, we just did the Mexico thing yeah, yeah. and the pool thing. Come on, take it easy. Hey. Yeah. And then I think before Death. before he even gets his hat off, that incredibly nice hat that he wears, yeah, yeah. before that thing even gets off, I think Quentin Nelson's already ended it. And Taylor That's Lewan awesome. walks out of there with bags of cash in a situation where a friend of his that he thought turned his back on him. Wow. And that friend is now the NFL Royal Rumble champ. So you got to respect a little bit he probably claps goes off back to mike frabel's town and has a good time congratulations to quentin nelson for winning hey. the nfl royal rumble hey good for quentin nelson super happy for friend him. of your show i can't believe that you didn't have a good time with him next time you want to interview him tell i'll call in and i'll be like quentin it's okay it was bad man. yeah it was he had no idea who i was i don't think who would win a royal rumble of only quarterbacks the cam name, newton the names that i came up with that were in the final four were Cam, Josh Allen, Mahomes, and I feel like Big Ben would be like scrappy. Like all of a sudden, like a, a chair flies in. Yeah, yeah. He's That's grabbing it, by the way. Yes. Big Ben Roethlisberger is grabbing that chair, hitting somebody with it, yes. and then he's throwing the person who threw the chair in under the bus. 100%. But he's going to put up elite numbers. So who wins of those four? Josh Allen, Cam Newton, Mahomes, and Big Ben. Let's, let's remember. Let's, let's, but let's, the, it's a, this is like a. Still Royal Rumble rules, but they're all yeah, four in the it's ring. It's a four-man Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with – let's remember the grit factor here. Um, Cam has not climaxed this month. Cam is huge doing factor. the no sex, no – Yeah, uh, no climax. No personal – yeah, that whole thing. A lot of pent-up frustration, so we got to think about that. Yep. He also crashed his truck pretty nasty and survived. And survived. And got and out played. of it. Yeah, and got out of it. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, though, crashed a Hayabusa in the middle of downtown Pittsburgh. What? 
Yeah. Look, I don't remember this. Scott is like, they thought it was big deal. Like, this was before, I think this was before Twitter, like in his first couple of years. Wow. Ben Roethlisberger also has a lot of history with WWE. He's been in a ring before, so that might help ah. him out. So the gritty old Big Ben might help him out here because he is, uh, I mean, we've all seen him try to avoid pass rushers. It's non-existent. He just takes that thing and throws the rock. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen, he's a little bit too young and happy. I think he's just excited to be there in the moment. Yeah. You got to get the old grizzled. Well, Holmes bit. is like a Brett the Hitman heart. He's like a show, He's like an athlete, you know. I don't Go know on. If those guys were. I didn't have anything else. I really thought you were going somewhere there. I was excited to hear it. I think Mahomes gets eliminated. Mahomes like the Rock. He's going to try to do something fancy. He's going to try to go up to the top rope yes. because he is an athlete. Yeah. And, and Roethlisberger is probably just going to stumble and just knock him off. He's eliminated. Uh, Josh Allen's going to be so bright. I love the too. idea that Big Ben accidentally knocks everybody else out. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen, though. If we really start looking at the film here in our brains, uh, watch the video, I, I think Roethlisberger probably wins it just by like stumbling, fumbling, bumbling his way into the championship. And then uh, Cam Newton's tough to bet against. Them. I feel like if it was all quarterbacks, Eli would be the first one eliminated. I feel like Baker would actually be the more Sean Andrew Michaels. Luck, Andrew Luck would hop over the rope as soon as it started. I don't like conflict. Hey, guys. Good luck out there. Nick Foles would be coming to Val Venus's music. Hello, sure. ladies. Why is that? Because of the old uh, big... Uh, yeah. yeah. And I feel like Kirk Cousins is Kurt Angle, but like with muscles. I don't think Kurt Angle deserved that. Oh, you thought it was an insult to Kurt Angle. I think so, man. <laughs> Kurt Angle... Kurt Angle rises up in the biggest moments. He won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, bro. Remember that. I like Kirk Cousins' business sense. He's more like a business yeah. guy. I think he's a business And guy. then who would win a kicker-punter Royal Rumble? I feel very good if I was in there. Uh, I'm not, though. I'm retired. Yep. Um, You're going to kick for the XFL? No. If the XFL called, Pat, and said, we need... Big name pop. Hold on. You're a WWE employee. Yeah, potential microphone usage there. Potential. I don't know. I haven't been told anything, but you would think. The AAFL offered me a job to commentate the day after I signed with the WWE. Big paycheck, too. They offered me a big paycheck to do it. You Turns out, would have never got paid. No, no, no. Would have never got paid, but it was. Oh, the- so you'll be doing XFL stuff. Maybe. Put in I don't a know. Note. Let's not, Put let's in not a note. roll out Monday Night Football. Right, well, That's the show. Okay, well, just, you know. We have a tape. We can we can repurpose this. Oh, yeah, we can. For XFL. XFL. Welcome to XFL. Sonny Jurgensen's grandson <laughs> taking on Jack Nicholas's nephew next on XFL. I think the XFL will succeed because they got good business sense in there. Oliver Luck running the show. The AFL is going to be a wild story that's going to unfold. I've heard, I've got some DMs from a lot of old teammates that were in there. They said it was a complete shit show. Everything was a shit show, like a joke, like fire Festival type stuff. Like no, I mean they didn't get a payroll pre, for the pre, first couple pre-game weeks. Pre-game meal is like craft craft cheese and ham, and the cheese is still in the wrapper. Oh, I mean I heard it. Like I think this documentary that's going to come out about it, obviously at some point. Oh yeah, someone's going to make something. I mean, did they not have any money for the first week? Like what happened? How do you not make payroll first week? Like what? What is that even? Oh, Billy McFarland's in there, bro. Damn. Fucking stirring the pot. I met somebody that went to Fire Festival. I was very jealous, actually. I wanted the experience. A guy that's part of my crew, uh, his name's Diggs. Yeah. He's an Italian, Anthony DiGilio. He was all about that type of thing, like being influenced by influencers. I love that shit. And he heard about it, saw the orange picture, and he was like, I want to go. And we almost expensed it. Like, almost sent him. In hindsight, I wish we would have done it. Amazing it incredible. Uh, I appreciate you coming in. Can I read one thing that I got from a fan that mm-hmm. I didn't expect to get? Uh, so I got this package uh, from Stu Resnick out in Phoenix, Arizona. All right, Stu. Appreciate you, Stu. And he ends up that he's a grandpa 
that listens to the show a lot. Let's go. And, and he wrote me this awesome message where he talked about that when he heard me at the end of the podcast where I was talking about, I'm an Eagles fan, they won the Super Bowl, and I started getting emotional thinking about my family. He's like, it fucking hit me. And he wrote me this awesome oh. letter, and I, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but him and his 11-year-old grandson playing catch, and he listened to the show, and he said that we rekindled a long-lost appreciation of football for him and that he thanks us for that. Uh, this, And he had a license plate. It was a personalized license plate. He traveled with him for the last year. He doubted that anyone took notice of the numbers. That's exactly how he wanted it. But I know for sure that I knew what it means. And I opened it up, and I knew within 20 seconds. This is an Eagles thing. I'm just going to show it. And it made me realize, one, how football fans can all be connected to each other over some craziness. The numbers are 6230889. I was just trying to do the T nine uh, T nine text there. Like oh, head, and I, I turned like, it upside down. Like, is that a T nine text? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Jason Kelsey snapped the ball to Corey Clement, uh... who tossed the ball to Trey Burton, who threw it to Nick Foles for Philly Philly. So to you, I uh, Stu, I'm going to put this in the studio. If you're still listening, it's officially in there from here on out. I appreciate you sending that to me and the awesome note uh, mentioning all the great old Eagles like Tommy McDonald. Uh, thank you, dude. You're the fucking man. I don't know if you curse in your household, but now we do. Shout out Vince Papali, too. Oh, honestly. Awesome. Bartender. Yeah. I went on quite a Mark Wahlberg run the other day. Just watching shit? Yeah. Just like Vince, Invincible and then... Uh, there was another one he did where he shot some people. And it was great. There's another one where he did I some appreciate people. you coming on. Thanks for having me. You really did you cool? have fun? I did. I had a great time. You have really cool fans, though. Dude, they're the shit. They're the homies. Hey, you deserve it, man. Thank I'm you, happy man. for you, dude. So the homies, as I like to call them, the 33%. Pat gave his 33%. Check out everything. Twitter is at Pat McAfee. Doesn't matter. You know, his shit's everywhere. No, Enjoy no. He, too much of me is too much of me. My mom's already given up. She unfollowed me a week ago. Appreciate you, dude. Thank you. You're the man. WrestleMania Sunday, check it out. Will do. Show's over. Let's just keep whispering. What I was thinking was, Daddy cigars. Maybe old Ryko rolls up a a nice Daddy cigar filled with a sativa vitamin, (laughs) and then we get out of here.